Hey everybody and welcome to the She Shall Be Called podcast hosted by Portia Collins, Jasmine Jones, and Khadijah Campbell. If this is your first time joining us, we encourage you to hit that subscribe button. Also, you can get active with the She Shall Be Called online community by joining the Facebook group or following the She Shall Be Called Instagram page. And if you'd like to join in on the conversation, please use the hashtag SSBC podcast. Lastly, we want to hear from you. So email us with your questions or your suggested topics at info at she shall be called.com. As always, let's get to it. Portia and Jasmine, do y'all love me? Are y'all riding? So you'll never ever leave from this podcast because I need y'all. Y'all my friendsies and I'm down for y'all always. Ace, ace, ace. So I, oh no, I echo too. <laughs> so I see that you are kicking it up over there, Khadijah. <laughs> I just want to know, Kiki, what about your friends? Where they at, girl? Where they at? <laughs> Well, so listeners, if you haven't guessed it already, we're talking about friends today. And Kadisha just brought us right on in this thing. Like, ow. What about your friends? Oh my gosh. Oh man. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, yeah, I was not ready. I wasn't ready today. I was not. Thank no, you, Kadisha. I needed that laugh because like yes. I had a rough day okay <laughs> well let's talk about it tell us about it sis tell us about the day girl you know like when you when you work full time and you know you're trying to be a nice godly wife and a good <laughs> godly mother I know. And, and today that war between the spirit and the flesh oh i was just like oh father help me so it's just been one of those days where I've just, I've been trying to make sure that like, you know, taming my tongue and cause y'all know I got a little pop off Porsche in me and I be trying, I don't want to be pop off Porsche y'all. I want to be like, what y'all call me? Priestess Porsche. Yeah. Like that's what, that's <laughs> what I want to be, you know, but I struggle. So today was one of those days, but I made it through and I'm here with y'all. So What's up? And it's nice to have you here with us. Yeah. How, how are y'all? How are y'all doing? It's it's definitely been. I think like the the theme of the week is it's been a long week. It's been uh, a tiresome week, but you know, at the same time, there's things to be thankful for in the midst of that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been been a week. Um, just between work and trying to keep on top of outside projects, I've been like burning myself out. Mhm. No, I definitely get it cuz I'm back in the work grind after a month of being off. And so starting a new position where I have to learn all of the tricks and trades to the new job if I want to keep the new job, mm-hmm. it has been emotionally and mentally exhausting. And yeah. having to come home and like you said like be mommy and wife and me because you know you can't be all of you at the workplace yeah. it's just like today i literally looked at him as i sat down on the couch and he was like well what do you need i was like i'm glad that you asked because what i need is a nap 
okay, well, we'll eat dinner and you go ahead and handle that. So I left the baby to him and I went and wrapped up like, you know, I was in a cocoon and I <laughs> slept for about two hours. <laughs> well, at least somebody got some sleep because your girl, I'm running off fumes around here and I'm just praying that, that my daughter just chill tonight. You know, she normally sleeps through the night, but I'm praying that she sleeps even more soundly through the night because her mama is like I, i'm hurting over here like <laughs> we're gonna pray we're gonna pray with you sis because i remember them days <laughs> good deal good deal all right so um for our listeners if you have not gathered like i said we are are talking about friendship today um and just what that looks like just from you know a biblical perspective what um what does the Bible say about friendship and what are some, some of the best examples that we have? What do we look for in, in friends? So y'all know me, I'm trying to like not monopolize the conversation. So I'm going to just hush and let one of y'all dive in. <laughs> well, since you said the key word here, conversation, I just want to make a quick caveat for people who are listening we understand that 45 minutes to an hour may seem long. And so we will try to keep it short at the 45 minute max, but we can't make no promises because we're having a conversation amongst our good, good girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it will tend to be on the hour mark. Sometimes it'll be on the 45 minute mark. Don't hold it to us. Right. 45 minutes is long. I would encourage you to still listen. Just pause and come back later. That's the good thing about a podcast. It'll always be here waiting for you to listen. Yeah. <laughs> good point. Very good point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who who's jumping in? Tell me, what do you think? I'm going to let Jasmine take over since she has all the good notes i know because we're like the loud mouths are we today? right i'm i'm gonna sit back and i'm gonna hush and i'm gonna let sis have it yes. well i think to kind of start off like when we were talking about friendship i think like a, a good starting point would be to actually def- I, you know me i'm a stickler for defining your terms like what do you mean when you say friendship mm-hmm. so like kind of working through some of the notes and some of the scriptures that i found like one of the, like the way that I would define a friendship is a relationship between two individuals where they intimately know one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know people get kind of scared when you use the word intimacy because they automatically equate that with sex, but intimacy is, is beyond that. Like intimacy is, is get, like really knowing somebody and them knowing you. So with mm-hmm. friendship, there comes this vulnerability. Ooh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's pause there for a moment. That word that none of us would like. <laughs> I, y'all know me. I struggle. Uh, we even talked about before we started this podcast, uh, this, today's episode, how last time, you know, I was kind of like in my head and I struggled to be vulnerable. So like Jasmine, you just hit the na- nail on the head in um, saying that, you know, in terms of being a friend, you start with, to define it as a true friendship, you start with vulnerability so mm-hmm. I, I feel you on that girl so you, you kind of hit me real hard yeah no that was a a good starting point I think I, I feel like anyone who actually values friendship deals with the 
weight of the vulnerability stage because you know who you are and you know your sin and you know all that makes you you Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so sometimes entering into different spaces whether it be just church um Mm -hmm. whether it be in the workplace whether it be just the different friends that you make online or just in person there's always a stage where you're like how much of me can i be without that person rejecting me um and knowing like I'm still a flawed individual trying to be more Christ-like, but mm-hmm. I'm still flawed. And so I've struggled tremendously with trying to be me in my friendships. Mm-hmm. And of course, you want the checks and balances of a friend. So your friends should be able to check you, but at the same time, they shouldn't try to check you too much where it's like they're trying to change you, to mold you, to be like them, you know? Right. And there's a delicate balance there because you right and right. that's where um that's where discernment would come into play too and in, in praying for wisdom and discernment from god on that because you can't be and i, I think within our social media age we throw the word friend around kind of loosely like you know, look, mm-hmm. i have i think i checked it the other day i have like 900 and something friends on facebook but there's probably maybe 15 or 20 that I regularly talk to mm-hmm. and wow. an even smaller number out of that, that really actually know Jasmine, right. Mm-hmm. That I would consider my true friends. Like they know what I'm thinking about. Like they know what's on my heart. Like they, they really know the real Jasmine. Right. And I, other thing with social media too, is it causes people to kind of spin who they are sometimes mm-hmm. like we have to have like we we want to present the, the facade that's what it is present the side of ourselves sometimes on social media that's not who we really are mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but yeah. and and i think that's one thing too that i find myself i'm i'm always struggling um in the balance because i consider myself to be like a like an open book in the sense mm-hmm. that the person, the person that you see on social media is pretty much who I am. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm loud. I say what <laughs> I say, you know, it's that, that that's me. But I think where my struggle is, is kind of what um, Khadijah was talking about. I struggle to own my brokenness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm afraid of, um, I, I'm appreciative of having friends because my friends get to see that and they get to speak to those areas, you know, of my life that are broken. And, you know, there's a, um, I guess you would say a reciprocal type of thing there. Like it ain't no, no shade or nothing like that. Whereas when it's just everybody else, you're so afraid of how they will receive you. And I, I don't know if anybody else has struggled with, but that's me. I'm so afraid sometimes that, okay, I, you know, I want to put my, my best foot forward and I want to be who I am, but I, I do hold back just a little bit like on social media or in just public spaces or mm-hmm. places where it's not like with my friends. I kind of hold back a little bit, not because I'm trying to be fake Portia, but mm-hmm. because I don't know if I can trust you with who I All am me, right? Yeah, with who I am. Yeah. And so I think that's a big thing. Um, that we deal with. Uh, actually, as I, uh, Jasmine, you re- read your um, 
definition. Goodness, I get so tongue tied, y'all. So uh, <laughs> <it happens. laughs> um, but you read your definition but i um i just pulled one up from the um lexham theological word book and so the first word that you'd already touched on uh, was intimacy but also it said, it said a friendship is a reciprocal relationship characterized by intimacy faithfulness trust mm. unmotivated kindness mm. and service the concept can describe one's relationship with people and with God. And so you already touched on the intimacy and then we just kind of went into the, the trust factor and even the faithfulness factors. Cause like the people that you know, who are your friends, they, they your friends, they rocking with you. Mm -hmm. You know, I got I, people who I know are my true friends. We have been friends for years. I know it's solid. I know it's tight. We ain't going nowhere. There's no uh, hidden agenda or anything like that. And so like, that's what I think of when I think of good godly, godly friendships, not people mm -hmm. who just enable me or people who, you know, just here today, gone tomorrow, gone tomorrow, as my mama used to say, <laughs> uh, but people who are, are faithfully there and they, they rocking with you and they are, um, you're sharpening each other and you're growing together in Christ. So yeah, I know I said I wasn't gonna talk a lot, but y'all know. No, I'm no, I'm sorry, no. Lord, for last. Well, we are having a conversation, Portia Collins. <laughs> we can't have a three-way conversation if you're not in it. Like I know, I know. <laughs> I just try to be mindful. See, I told y'all it's this thing, but see, y'all my friends, so y'all pull out the best in me, the best and the worst in me. Okay. <laughs> so okay, so let's go back to Portia's definition because we talked about jasmine's definition and we talked about the key part of intimacy right mm -hmm. there was um even more broken down in the definition that portia found where they talked about faithfulness trust unmotivated kindness unmotivated okay so let's 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 start there let's talk about those mm -hmm. faithfulness in a friend what does that look like to you consistency bro like, like I said, bro, that was for you, Christelle. If you are listening, because me and her, we share a heart on saying the word, bro. So that was for you, my friend. <laughs> I'm not holding back. See, I ain't holding back this podcast. But yeah, consistency. Um, that's what I see in 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 terms of faithfulness. Meaning, like I'm I'm here, you know. Mm -hmm. Like good, bad, ugly. I'm here. Don't mean I'm not going to check you, boo. Right. Yes. But it means that I, I'm here and um, I am, I'm that faithful friend. Okay. So you, Jasmine, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying, I agree with that. Like in, in a faithful friend is, is one that that's all that's always going to be there and it's one like okay you don't necessarily like I have some friends like we are really close and it's not to say that you have to speak every day but I have mm -hmm. some of those friends we might go a day or two where we we might not talk to each other because of you know life getting in the way or whatever but when we get back together it's like we picked up where, right where we left off it mm -hmm. never and it sounds like it never even like it like never stopped got, exactly mm-hmm mm -hmm. And it, it, they're the type of people that, like, with that faithfulness, like, I, I trust them to speak into my life. They trust me to speak into theirs. Mm -hmm. um, there's, you know, there's a trust there. And I would say, like, looking at, I had looked at a couple of examples of biblical friendships. 
And I would say two off the bat that I could think of that exemplified faithfulness. Um, you had Ruth and Naomi. Yes. In the book of Ruth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, very good book to read. But if you read, like, especially that first chapter where it talks about where Naomi went through that loss, she lost her husband and then she lost her two sons. Mm-hmm. And then she was with Ruth, um, with Ruth and Orpah, the two, her two daughters. Daughters lost, right. Mm-hmm. And then she ended up trying to push them away because she was so embittered by all the loss that she had. And even though Oprah went away, Ruth was like, Ruth was ride or die, baby. Like, basically, (laughs) no, she really was. Yes, she She was. She, Ruth was the biblical Kiki. Yes. (laughs) Ruth basically said, No, I'm not going anywhere. Like, teach me your ways. Your ways will be my ways my ways your god will be my god like she she followed and, and naomi honored that and they they stayed mm-hmm. close um a second example we all know of jonathan and david mm-hmm. yeah that and was with, yeah. with jonathan where it gets crazy is his he even went against his own father mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. saul was his father king saul mm-hmm. and we all know saul was trying to kill david once he realized david was going to be made king mm-hmm. and jonathan went against what his father did and saved david and then and died yeah and And jonathan died (laughs) yeah and then even after jonathan died david stayed faithful to jonathan and to a promise that he made to him by bringing his son to the table yes um so it it escaped but he was down the, the the boy was down in um lodabar right yep yep and yeah. he, he was crippled and had had been i think dropped as a baby or something like that yeah i know exactly what you're talking about so I to want- tie it in mm-hmm. ruth was do you love me and then jonathan was are you riding because he literally rolled to the wheels fall off which <laughs> Resulted to his death. This yes. girl is killing me with these my feelings. <laughs> Got to bring a little wretch with the biblical activity. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh my goodness! I hope everybody is tracking. Are y'all keeping up? Are y'all keeping up? Okay. So hashtag SSBC podcast. Let us know. <laughs> but but yeah. I do. I do like that uh, you brought up the Ruth and Naomi's um, friendship. Because it was so funny how, like, earlier today, when I, like I told you guys earlier, I was just doing a little digging, and I thought about Ruth and Naomi and how they were deeper than uh, just a mother-in-law, daughter-in-law friendship. And, of course, most people like to go to Ruth and Naomi's or the Book of Ruth and talk about Boaz. And it was so much deeper than just Boaz but it had a lot to do with how to me I look at the the story of Ruth and Naomi as a friendship but also like Titus too you know Mm because after Naomi got out of her funk Mm -hmm. he taught Ruth she was like all right so this is what you're gonna do you know what I'm saying it's so much deeper than just nagging a man but we ain't gonna talk about that but that's another podcast right Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, in looking at biblical pas- passages, um, the one that stood out to me, and I think it's really um, good to mention this now, since the ladies in the She Shall Be Called group um, are go- we're walking through the Book of John. It's the passage in John fifteen. Um, I think it starts at the twelfth verse, where Jesus says, "This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you." 
greater love has no one than this than someone lay down that than this that someone laid down his life for his friends you are my friends if you do what i command i no longer call do i call you servants for the servant does not know what his master is doing but i have called you friends for all that i have heard from my father i have made known to you mm. so like just sitting there and thinking about that like first of all that bring that should bring us as christian women so much joy and just peace and just so much to know that like we have a friend in Jesus. And I sit here and I think about songs that I sang in my little small missionary Baptist church growing up, like what a friend we have in Jesus mm. and how I really just slept on the, the depth of that, like the actual comfort that, that that brings to know that we actually have a friend. So, so many times we think of Christ being so far off, mm -hmm. you know, yeah from us but he's so close to us and like he like he's saying here he was like greater love has no one than this than someone laid down his life for his friends and that's like that's what he did you know for us and so it just really points out points back to like in that uh, original definition about um particularly how service is also linked to friendship like he that like that right there when we serve our friends by putting aside our own agendas by laying you know laying down our lives and laying down what we got going on for our friends and actually putting them first and thinking about them i think that's so beautiful and it's so wonderful that we can take that example from christ and see that he's been the best friend of all you know he's been the greatest friend that we've had and then we can just take that and apply it to our human to human you know friendships so that yeah. kind of ties into the um unmeditated was that the word kindness the unmeditated kindness? Un unmotivated Oops. kindness clearly <laughs> unmotivated kindness we get another kind of ties into that because it's it brings me i guess to my question to you guys about like like you said about the service to your friends like when does it become or how can i phrase this basically like I feel like friendship shouldn't just be like, I'm going to give, give, give so I can get, 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 you know what I'm saying? Right. And so there has to be a balance of trying to outserve your friends to show them that you love them without wanting to receive always in return or wanting to receive in return. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. so how, how do, how do you juggle that in your own personal friendships? yeah like that's a good one um so y'all know like when we're on polo okay let's to give the um listeners a little bit of backdrop all of us are in a polo it's um mm -hmm. myself khadijah jasmine jones um our other friends jasmine holmes i hope they don't mind us telling all the business on the po polo they be i mean i know they'll be all right <laughs> but our other friends jasmine holmes keiko nevers and shamika harrington okay so we're all uh we're in like a group marco polo and um one of the things y'all notice that i always say like when we go through and everybody talks i try not to be like well this is what i got going on today and i just you know i try to be 
like a little uh, selfless and come in and listen to everybody else and to share in y'all's joy and to not be so like self-centered in, well, I need to come to the polo and tell, tell them what's going on because I need, you know, X, Y, and Z. So I really try to, you know, take interest in what you guys got, what, what you have going on in your lives and not just brush it off, but actually pay attention, respond to it, pray for you, you guys right. when, when needed. Yeah. And I say that we all do that. I love yeah. that, that like almost every day we are praying for each other. And so I think that's like the heart of being, even as such a, it's such a simple example, like talking about that about polo, but like that's the heart of a solid friendship or godly friendship is actually coming to the table without putting yourself in mind first. Even if you got your own stuff going on, most of the time right. we do, but actually saying, you know what, let me pause for a minute and let me see what, what my homegirls got going on. And, you know, eventually if it comes up and I need to talk about me, as it always does, you guys are always so welcoming. And when it's time to to share and meet, you know, to vent and kind of have a little pop-off portion moment or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but you always, you're so welcoming, but I don't, the heart behind it is I'm not coming with the intent to just take, but to also give and to lend an ear and to be, you know, that far away shoulder to cry on if needed, so. Yeah, next. <laughs> <laughs> Not next. Uh, but no, I, and I think that the um, one of the good things that you said about basically going back to the unmotivated kindness is, of course, we come to the table with our selfless love of how can I better serve you? Yeah. But at the same time, you know that we're there for you to be serviced as well. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like I've had friendships where it's just like they call you, they talk about themselves and it is so draining because you're sitting there like, well, when you going to check on me? Like I, I'm going through <laughs> too, you know? And like, or you, just you come up with some air for a minute, you know? <laughs> just pause and, and let me just tell you, hey, or, or how you, you know, something, right, how you right. doing? Right. And it's like you don't, like you said, you don't want to be selfless or you don't want to be selfish so mm -hmm. you're not like well girl you got all that going on but let me tell you about you so you you let them talk that whole yeah. conversation about themselves y'all hang up two days later they call you back they talk about themselves again so you're like okay i'll wait i'll wait i'll wait maybe one day one day they're gonna ask you about you and they don't and so then you start to kind of see like well what kind of friendship is this you know or is this really a friendship because friends like like we said we should be ready to serve our friends but also be in a position to be served as well you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and honestly i think and jay's mama let you jump in here i promise yes, yes. yes. No, it's not gonna, <laughs> but when you said this khadija immediately made me think about like I, i'm a loving friend i you know i love hard i have fun but also popo would check you boo boo and I let you know because I'm I'm that friend. I say, look now, come on now. Like, I know you got something going on, but Popo got something going on too. And we're gonna have to both get out of this funk together. And like that's what it is. So I think even though you may have friends in your lives who seem a little bit selfish in how they um operate, I try to live by 
being being the change that I want to see. Mm-hmm. So A, I'm gonna maybe sometimes our friends are not aware of this. They're they're just not aware that they're coming to the table like this. So I'm gonna bring it to your attention and that way maybe we can discuss and we can, you know, have a, a meeting of minds and work it out, get past it, and it's a thing of the past. Now where a problem where the big problem is is when we have friendships where we bring something to someone's attention and that person is unresponsive to mm-hmm. what you are saying or your concerns. So let me let me tag in and I want I want to ask the question, but I want for Jasmine to answer because we gotta hear her too. I know right. Let me so, mute out. <laughs> you don't have to no, mute out. But okay. oh I'm sorry. Oh no no go ahead. Oh, no, I was the, I was thinking like I had just had a thought when you were talking about the unmotivated kindness piece of it. There is the aspect where you do have the people like that can be kind of, you know, the phrase of Debbie Downers, like it's always mm-hmm. something wrong and then they can kind of drain you. But another aspect of unmotivated kindness that I was thinking of was where you have some people that are so desperate for somebody to like them mm. that they just, they do think they do good things for you. Like they may give you something but their motivation for doing so is because they want to keep you in their corner. Right. Mm. They want you to be in their corner. So if something ever goes down, then, well, you owe me because I did blah, blah, blah. So it wasn't motivated out of, it wasn't, I gave you this because you're my friend and I love you. It was, I gave you this because I need you to back me. Right. Or, you know, I I need to have you in my corner for some, for some point. So it's, it's an, it's like use is basically using somebody. And then, um, also to kind of bring it back again to like a like a scriptural reference that I found for that if you read I think it's all of Genesis 40 and this was where it was Joseph's story we all know um, Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers um, and he served I think he was serving under the Pharaoh he ended up being imprisoned when the wife lied Potiphar's mm-hmm. wife lied on him and he ended up being imprisoned well when he was in prison um, some he ended up befriending a cupbearer and it was another individual he he befriended two individuals he told the cupbearer after a dream that he was going to be set free and then the cupbearer told him oh i won't forget you you know when 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 i get out you know we'll be good well when the cupbearer did become free he actually did forget about joseph mm-hmm. mm. until Pharaoh ended up having that that weird dream until he needed actually about the famine and then he remembered oh there's a guy in prison Joseph he may be able to help you figure out this dream Mm. so you have people like that they and to me that's kind of what came to mind with unmotivated kindness is somebody that's doing somebody that befriends you just because they want something from you like it's not a, a mutual like I'm doing this for you out of love it's I'm doing this for you because I need you to have my back at some point later, or I, I need to use you for something later. Word. Gotta how be can we, like, how, how can we better discern the two? Like, because of course, as Christians, um, most times you do want to, at least in the beginning, give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. and to believe the best of people so how like because I'm, I'm gonna be honest like unsafe Khadija was always skeptical about everybody <laughs> like, you weren't doing a good deed to me just because you wanted to out of the kindness of your heart you were always doing a good deed 
to me because there was something else that you were going to need me for. Mm-hmm. And it was basically like just experiences that I had gone through. So I guess like my question is like, how do we now as Christians discern or get to the part where we're discerning like, okay, this person is doing this out of the kindness of their heart that they're not doing this because they, because they, they um, are going to need us for something or where, where do we give like too much grace to somebody who has shown that time at the time again, after, you know, time at the time that they're doing something because they are going to need us. Well, yes, yeah, me again, big mouth Portia. Um, <laughs> immediately, I think of, I think about two things. Um, basically, I guess I think about how I handle friendships and at one, at what point, um, does a friendship hit the cutoff point? for me um if it is a friendship that is leading me to toward sinfulness practicing sinfulness i can't i can't do it (laughs) you know like i love you but i can't i can't do that you know um and it's not because i'm i'm priestess portia sitting on this high you know high sitting high looking down it's simply because I have to be mindful. Like if you're if you're truly a new Christian, a new new person in Christ, then you can't just approach like you're you're not your old self. So there have been people that I was friends with prior to being, you know, converted, and I had to let let that go because they like we didn't it didn't jive no more. We were unequally yoked, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that that's the point of cutting off for me. I'm pretty gracious with my friends and because I don't expect them to be perfect. And see, right. I think that's that's the thing that we have to be mindful of and be mindful of what the Bible tells us about forgiveness mm-hmm. and bearing, bearing with one another, you know, and bearing in each other's, you know, faults and things like that. And so, like, you can't sign up for friendship and not expect to have to do that. So right. I, think, I think the line is drawn where, where you just say, okay, this is it. This is done. When somebody is pulling you away from Christ, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. This is, you know, I, I, I love you with the love of Christ, but we can't, we can't do this. But in any other st- instance, sometimes it just takes time and work, you know, to work with them, to, to talk it out, um, to actually, sometimes maybe spending some time apart, you know, I noticed when I've been away from some friends, like, and then we come back together, it makes me appreciate that friendship all the more because we have spent a little bit of time apart. Mm -hmm. So for me, I don't really draw the line unless I, I feel like you are like you on one plane and I'm on another in turn on another in terms of Christian life and, truly living as we have been called mm-hmm. right if you're not if that's not where you're going and you're adamant about that like and you 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 trying to pull me the opposite way yeah popo got to go go <laughs> what about you jazz um i would say like in in terms of of discerning it you 
with discernment, it comes from observing people. Like, and I would say a big piece of this is also praying. Um, Word. And seek wisdom. Like it says in James 1, 5, if we, if we feel like we lack wisdom, pray for it. And God, God will grant us that wisdom. But if you start noticing a, for me, a point where I'll cut, where I'll decide to kind of like pull back from a particular relationship or friendship is if I'm starting to, like, if you start seeing that pattern, like I talk about, talked about er earlier with the unmotivated kindness, you won't know a lot of times if somebody gives you something, what their motivation is. You can't always tell up front. But like, if you start observing things, like they start throwing that back in your face. Oh, well, remember that time when I did blog this for you or when I did that for you? Like, mm -hmm. when you're dealing with somebody like that, then that's a sign like, okay, we might want to cut this back because this, this, is, this is not a, a good, true rooted friendship right here. This is, you're doing something with the expectation of me giving back. Mm -hmm. Or you did it for whatever reason. Like, there, there might be something crazy going on here, so we might want to scale it back a bit. So yeah, I would just say, um, just, just pray for wisdom and discernment on that because a lot of things won't be evident right away, but like as you're around somebody more, you start picking up on things. And so you, you'll start to get that sense of where, of where or when something is off. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Very good, very good. Um, like, man, it, it feels good to be able to talk about this, you know, in I don't really think that I've had a conversation like this about friendship before and just kind of taking a step back to really think about it and think about it from a biblical perspective. But um, I appreciate y'all. Friends? Like, yeah. Y'all ain't reciprocate. Wait, I need to hear some hoorah. Sure. I Popo. No, I'm just messing, but yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. Nah, that, that, I, I, so, just going back to, I guess, like, the being authentic in friendships uh, <laughs> part, you know, it's just, it's really, it's really, 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 like, interesting, the balance, um, because it's just, like, you know, like, I have my, my few or better yeah i'll use it as an example like when i moved to florida the whole friendship sphere for me was just like what what is this like <laughs> you know because i was moving all these miles away from my family and friends and trying to make new family and friends mm -hmm. and so now people who met me have different expectations of me because if they met me through my husband I'm the coach's wife mm. so how do coach's wives act and can I be your friend you know and or if they met me at church mm. automatically Christian how should Christians act you mm. know or if they met me outside like at work can I be your friend because I know that you're saved mm. and I say that I'm saved but you know, so just like going through the motions of actually making real authentic friendships in the area has been a little rough sometimes, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Because it's just like, I want to be me. Mm -hmm. I want you to accept me. And, but at the same time, like the, I guess, I guess it's just the stigma of who, like the expectations that we set on people. Yeah. Or, 
question the expectations we set on ourselves that too that too that as well that as well you know because we like we said we've built up this representative for ourselves that has to be introduced to everybody i'm the portion representative nice to me (laughs) right and then when you know the door closes now you really (laughs) pop (laughs) up and i'm like wait a minute well ready for popo i thought portia was portia you know so yeah it's just that the world met popo today baby yeah (laughs) shout out to mama for that nickname (laughs) but i think you know um one of the things that I've learned throughout the years as far as just friendships go when we're talking about expectations is to have a low expectation for my friends and a low expectation for me because at the end of the day I'm not Christ I'm trying to be more Christ-like but I ain't I ain't there yet you know what I'm saying like and neither are my friends so if I have them up on this high expectation and expecting them to respond to everything uh, way, the way that I would respond to things or do things the way that I would do things you know whether that be in their marriage or in the, with raising their children you know what I'm saying or just in their single lives or what what have you like I have ingrained it in myself that everybody's not me and everybody's mm-hmm. Christian walk is not the same you know right. what I'm saying like my friends were all though we're all on the same journey, our where highways look different, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agree. So Khadija, question. What mm-hmm. have you found to be the hardest? And maybe Jasmine, you can speak to this too, because I know that you're an army. I don't want to call you an army brat, but <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be offensive here, friend. So I know, I know that That's you the have, expectation. Yeah, I know that you've transitioned a lot over mm-hmm. your, your lifetime and Khadijah was moving to a new city. What have um, you found to be the hardest about making new friends? I think for me, I'll just go back to the like I said earlier just the expectations that I have of like you said of myself um Mm -hmm. but also trying to be realistic with where I am and who I am um Mm -hmm. I am a natural born type a overthinker people pleaser like a girl after my heart (laughs) right (laughs) Like, if Kissing Butt could be my middle name, it probably would have been. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's just, it's natural for me to want to get along with everybody and want to make everybody feel like they like me. I mean, but at the end of the day, reality is, not that everybody won't like me, but my vibe with everybody just won't be the same. You know, like, I won't click with everybody. Mm-hmm. So with moving so many miles away from my family and my friends, I've had to kind of not be butthurt over when I don't receive invitations to certain things because I thought we were friends. You know, mm-hmm. like my expectation is if we friends, we're going to kick it everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if you go on now, you're going to call me. We, I'm going to go out too. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? If I can make it because clearly it's real life. But, <laughs> and so I think being in a new area just reminding myself that everyone's 
definition of friendship is different. The way that everyone focuses on their friends are different than the way that I've been accustomed to doing with my friends. You know, like my friends can tell you if, if you need me, I am there. Like I will just, whatever I'm doing, I'm gonna stop and come to you and I'm gonna help you whatever you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's dotting an eye, cause somebody want to try you, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the type of person that I, I am. Uh, or die, baby. <laughs> literally. <laughs> me and Shamika have, we can find that out incorporated. Okay. Cause we all about that life. But anyways, um, yeah, just making, just being real with myself that everyone's level of playing field as far as friends are concerned uh, way different than mine and just being open and honest about that part mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um because i am a person where i like to shut that off and right. not be open and so now mentally and internally i've built this wall up and when that person sees me they think everything good but now i'm mad you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So just being like, I thank the Lord for all of my other friends that I can constantly vent to about silly stuff, but also my husband, because he hears it all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm mm-hmm. constantly like, how dare they do? do, 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 do. And then he's mm-hmm. just like, well, Khadija, you got to think like, everybody's not you, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's been the hard part about making friends or transitioning to a new area, just realizing that cultures are different here everybody's different we ain't all grown up the same your mama ain't my mama they may operate a little different a little the same but in a day they're not the same people you know right right i feel you on it making adjustments yeah i think um with me i've I've never moved to a different place you know i've been like well i moved from city to city in miss in mississippi but like it's literally like a thirty mile difference, so I mean it ain't that big of a deal. Not as um, <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I think too, one of the things about my personality is that I am I'm nice, and I'm not saying that like to toot my horn, but like there are very few people that I encounter that I just don't jive with, mm-hmm. and so I think sometimes I kind of try to stretch myself a little too thin as it pertains mm-hmm. to friendships um because at the end of the day I can't be my friend's savior right. you know and I can't I can't fix every issue I can't a- answer every call and so because I try to you know I want all of my friends to feel like they're important and that I care but because of that that often <laughs> leaves me in a place where I'm just like you know can popo get a break for a minute (laughs) (laughs) so i i really appreciate being able to have like safe spaces with my closest friends where i don't really have to worry about that you know right i'm not i'm not the voice of reason i'm not the the you know the fixer or the reliable friend not to say that i don't want to be that that i'm seeking to be unreliable just you know it feels good to not always have that pressure on you to be that go-to perfect friend Mm -hmm. and so i'm learning to instead of i'm actually learning to cultivate those types of relationships even with 
people who I feel like I'm being stretched thin with sometimes just by being honest and tell them, look, I ain't got it together, boo-boo. Today is one of them days where I, I don't know what to tell you. I can pray for you, but I I don't have the answers. I can't fix it, you know. Right. And it, that's not to come off insensitively, but that's just to let them know, okay, I'm I'm human and I don't want you to ever try to try to put the pressure on me as a friend to be your God, to right. be your, your Christ. Cause I'm not, I'm your friend, but I'm not, you know, I can't do for you like what God can do for you. He can change your heart. I can't, you know, mm-hmm. so just my two cents. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I grew up in a uh, military household. My dad was in the army for 23 years. Now we didn't move around a whole lot. Like our earliest moves were when I was a baby. So I don't really remember it. But, like, the one that I do remember specifically happened um, in my middle school years. Like, we moved from Columbus, Georgia to Bangor, Maine. And so, like, I had one of my closest friends here in Georgia that, like, lived right across the street from me. And it was so hard to leave her behind Mm -hmm. um, and then move to Maine. And then I had to learn, like, in doing that, like, I had to kind of learn how to be vulnerable all over again. Because here was somebody I knew for years, like we were best friends, we knew each other in and out, and then here, here I go, I moved to Maine, and then I'm, like, in a brand new place, mm-hmm. um, and it was, like, a whole nother world, because also, like, at the time that I lived there, it wasn't very diverse, um, it wasn't a very diverse place at the time, and so I just remember kind of feeling like an outsider at first, but then, like, it slowly changed, because we lived in a military housing unit, so then I kept, I, I, ended up meeting a few people there that I connected with and then from there like I I ended up um like throughout middle school like and ended up meeting like a lot of people and became friends with a lot of people but one of the things I've had to learn is differentiating between an acquaintance and a friend word um and at that time I wasn't a little louder for the people in the back I don't know know if they heard you because there is a difference y'all they didn't have their hearing aids on (laughs) And at that time, I didn't, like, I had to learn the hard way, because at that time, I didn't know the difference yet. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to be friends to everybody. I was going to be the best friend I could be to everybody. I was going to be there for everybody. And then I ended up draining myself, because I'm running back and forth between all these people. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, like, a mutual thing. Like, these were people that, like, when I say an acquaintance, I'm talking about somebody that, yes, you may have a a connection, but it's not as deep or as intimate as a friendship right mm-hmm. you kind of know some things about each other but that full vibe isn't there mm-hmm. and so if you try to make an acquaintance a friend you drain yourself mm-hmm. word if you try to move somebody from that slot to a friend slot that shouldn't be there you end up draining yourself Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm happy that you said that though because the move from Virginia to Florida wasn't my first move like <laughs> I've moved and I'm not an army brat but we just constantly moved all over like I moved from Illinois to Northern Virginia back to Illinois to Indiana for a summer to Virginia and then got to Virginia went to a couple schools and I mean I've never kind of had a steady kind of flow of making friends so my whole upbringing was constantly making acquaintances and trying to make those acquaintances friends (laughs) even in high school you know what I'm saying like I remember going through like the motions before going to high school like 
I'm gonna have this group of friends and we're gonna be friends forever. And then it didn't happen like that. Like I can't count any of the people that I went to high school with that I still can like call them up and be like, hey, you know, what's going on? How's life? Now we see each other on social media. We love and post. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. That was nice. You know, mm-hmm. good job. And we, I'm moving on. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So that whole road has been really, really hard for me, the whole acquaintance and friendship. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I've been even more guarded here in Florida because now I'm an adult. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, you know, everything, the playing field just changes when you're an adult because you already have like, 1511,000 responsibilities as it is and now telling me that I have to make time to get to know people at the same time you know mm-hmm. and make sure and vet these people out and see if I can be vulnerable with them and see yes. if they'll accept me that's just a lot you know mm-hmm. it's like it's mentally it's a lot so just that whole when you talked about like using the wisdom and praying on it um, and just reading scriptures, like I have to constantly remind myself that friends are good, you know, um, biblically sounded friends are great, you know, but I have also had to remind myself that everyone that I come in contact with, even if they're, like I said, if they're saved or not, they won't, everyone won't be my friend. And I have mm-hmm. to be okay with that. You know, I have to be okay with just being acquaintances with some people. Mm-hmm. I have to be okay with trying to push the envelope and befriending some people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because it's, friendship is a two-way street, as we said earlier. So there can't be a level of playing field as far as us becoming friends if I don't try, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or if you just sit back with your preconceived notions mm-hmm. about people. I think sometimes... Uh, we get a little comfortable and in, in the sense of, well, if they don't want to be my friend, I don't want to be their friend, mm-hmm. you know? And um, what my, my, my pa- childhood pastor used to say this all, all the time. He would say, if you want friends, show yourself friendly. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think about that as an adult now um, so much. And it has really been, you know, like, uh, something that, that stays at the forefront of my mind when I am meeting people or attempting to befriend people, like how they respond ain't got nothing to do with me. All mm-hmm. I can do is show myself friendly. If they reject that, then it's okay. I still got a friend in Jesus, you know, but uh, we can't sit back in our cocoons and in our safe places and not be vulnerable enough to even try to build friendships with right right and i mean even i think another thing that kind of bothers a lot of us is you have your preconceived notions sometimes because of what you're evaluating but also sometimes because of what you've heard about people Mm -hmm. you know and so we have to take time to actually be willing like you said to get to know people because I won't know if what I thought I discerned was actually discernment or if I was just being petty in my head. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, right. <laughs> so you have right. to take the time to actually say, I know that so-and-so was being petty. And so they said, watch out for, you know, X, Y, Z. And mm-hmm. But until I actually get to know that person, then I don't know who they are 
And so mm-hmm. I have to, that's another thing that I think as Christians, we kind of bring like, we bring over from our secular side, you know, just not being willing to give every, people the benefit of the doubt and get to know them for who they are. You know, we're just like, well, I've heard. So you heard, you know, mm-hmm. like I have a friend and we were kindling our friendship now, but um, we met in church and it was like constantly like we heard and we heard and we heard and we heard. And so once we actually sat down with what we heard and actually got to know each other, like we became like the greatest of friends. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, mm-hmm. you ain't all that bad. You ain't what I thought <laughs> you was. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Agree. We can't just judge people, you know. Uh, take the time, invest in getting to know somebody. And I think we need to also keep it at the forefront of our minds that we were built for re- relationship. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Like, not just yeah. hey, bye, move, get out my way, let me stay in my little. And and look, this is no shade to my my introverts okay i'm not expecting you to you know always be on 10 like me and khadijah okay because uh, we know jasmine is a little more <laughs> introvert <laughs> but uh we cannot negate the fact that we were built for relationships like that's mm-hmm. how god built us and so invest in in friendships don't be scared like and if it doesn't work out for whatever reason okay like chalk it up keep it moving be grateful for what you know what the experience was and what you learned during that process of being friends with that individual or trying to be friends with the individual mm-hmm. take what you learned and apply it to the next person this girl is mm-hmm. cracking me up over here this could say take what you learned okay <laughs> i am not mad <laughs> thank y'all for helping me to be more vulnerable with this podcast yeah. i'm pretty sure everybody's gonna be like uh who is popo because we ain't met popo before she <laughs> said we met blue collar cop blue collar yeah. archer yeah priestess portia, priestess portia. <laughs> this is yeah. she shall be called and this is priestess <laughs> <laughs> Man, all right. Did we have anything else? I wanted. I did want to make a book recommendation. Um, if you're looking for a good, good uh read on biblical friendship, you should check out the company we keep. Um, in search of biblical friendship by Jonathan Holmes. Okay, so that's like a title subtitle. So the company we keep. The subtitle is in search of biblical friendship, and this is by Jonathan. Holmes, and so he um unpacks some really good stuff in this book and so i um i think it'll be a, a good read i don't have a, a book per se that you can buy recommendation mm-hmm. but i do have a book that everybody who is listening to this podcast should probably have already it's called the b-i-b-l-e Come on, girl. Specifically, <laughs> Job. Um, just that whole dynamic with his friends. Yes. Um, and just how they went from being silent in the morning with him to just be like, yo, like, what you doing? Like, just do it and get it over with. To mm-hmm. at the end, like them actually having to be rebuked 
and forgiven on the you know on behalf of Job. So I think as far as um, biblical books, First um, Samuel is where it talks about uh, David and Jonathan specifically. I think um, chapter starting chapter eighteen um, is where it starts, uh, but the book of Job pretty much just. Just go ahead and knock that whole thing out at your pace, of course. Yeah. But <laughs> the whole book kind of like just touches on, you know, the friends, specifically starting though, um, Job chapter two, ending in, like I said, the end of the book. Okay, cool. Okay, um, just a kind of final thought on this since Khadijah was talking about scripture. I was thinking about, like, as I was studying for this, I was thinking about Ephesians 2, where I think specifically verses eight through 10, where it talks about how God created us for these great works. And like one of the thoughts that I had is that friendship is a common grace from God that allows us to accomplish those great works. And like one of the verses that kind of confirmed that for me, I went back and read Ecclesiastes chapter four, um, verses nine through 12. And it was saying two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion, but woe to the one who falls when there is not another to lift him up. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they keep warm, but how can one be warm alone? And if one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. So it just kind of reminds me like we, like you said, we're built for relationships. Mm -hmm. We have, we have this call on us and we all know that for each of us, we are to know God and to make him know now how that looks in our lives. All it works out differently, but he, he gives us friends. He brings friends into our lives to help us accomplish that. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. Well, I guess this is it guys. I just love this time. Like, this is like so good for me, so good for my heart. So, as always, thank you, ladies, um, for gracing me with your presence. Like, thanks for having virtually us. or however you want to call it. <laughs> I did have another little caveat, though. Um, a lot of people have been hitting me up last week asking like so where's this week podcast and we really appreciate your enthusiasm however we're going to be doing every other week podcast right now because we got busy lives yes for the people in the back baby because i am stretched thinner than some one ply toilet paper we barely made it on here tonight (laughs) barely So, uh, yeah, we really do appreciate the fact that you guys enjoyed the first podcast and are looking forward to more. Um, But right now we'll be just doing every other week uh, that helps us for time management, helps us to study and dig deeper into what the Bible actually says about the topics that we're discussing. Um, Also helps us not to run out of topics because y'all ain't hit the inbox yet for more topics. Mm -mm. No shade. Um, But also just, uh, you know, like I said, just helps us just to time management. Um, As we go along, it may change if it changes 
give y'all an update. If not, we'll keep it. But uh, every Friday, right, Portia? Every other Friday is yeah. when you guys should or could be expecting the right. podcast. Unless we make an announcement saying, hey, guys, no podcast this week. Right. Um, other than that, it'll be every other Friday. That's it. Cool beans. All right. Well, until next time, ladies. I love so you. So long. I, I knew you were gonna close. I was just waiting. Friends. That's what I said. Like I, I knew it. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> she gave us the intro song and the ending song today. So I'm just a book of all trades, girl. Clearly. <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, y'all, y'all take it easy, listeners, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.